Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Dr. Thomas. Oh, hey, Drew. Nice to meet you. All right. Catch me up. Tell me what brings you in today. Okay, so I'm not really sick or anything. I just wanted to, you know, stay ahead of things, keep on top of my health. Okay, gotcha. So you just want to prevent things later down the road. Yep, that's right. Cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, all that stuff runs through my family on both sides. High cholesterol, that too. Okay, so let me just ask you a couple random, like, quick-fire questions, okay? Okay. All right, you look pretty fit. Do you work out? I do. I get a pump in about two to three times a week and jog about two to three times a week. Uh, a pump? Like like weightlifting? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Weightlifting. A pump. Okay. All right, cool. So pumps help with stability, and depending on what kind of work you do, it can help too. But honestly, nobody goes to the ER for bicep failure. And yeah, the jogging or any kind of activity that gets your heart rate up consistently will help long term. Tell me about sleep. Uh, <laughs> okay. So usually with a smile like that, that means that you realize that you probably could improve here. Yeah, I usually stay up late, really for no reason. Just get on a kick watching YouTube, and before I know it, it's one thirty. I've got to be up by six for work. Dang. So okay, gotcha. Most folks need about seven to eight hours of sleep a night for their body to optimally recover and get ready for the next day so just think about that maybe start winding down earlier and have a hard stop for yourself on when you turn the phone to do not disturb okay i'll work on it tell me about water what do you eat okay so about that i try to avoid highly processed food and stuff with a lot of sugar okay that's awesome but do I, I do have a thing for Mountain Dew. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll have to admit I do too. Just think about starting to maybe switch about half of those Mountain Dews out for water throughout the day. You should have at least 64 ounces of water a day. And honestly, I usually tell folks half their weight in ounces. And if you think about it, that's a lot. Okay, but I feel like I need the caffeine sometimes. What do I do about that? Oh, that's easy. Coffee. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. Do you drink coffee like black coffee? Well, I have a cup in the morning. Like creamer, sugar? Yeah, both. It helps make it tolerable. Otherwise, it tastes like rotting tree bark. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not sure how you know what rotting tree bark tastes like, but you're definitely drinking the wrong coffee because good coffee can be consumed black easily. Coffee can be good black. You just need to get the right coffee. Something that's specialty grade, fairly fresh, and from a roaster that knows what in the world they're doing as far as roasting, and also what they're doing as far as selecting the beans from origin. A good quality cup is easy to drink black. And honestly, the lighter that it's roasted, the easier it is as far as palatability, if if that's a word, for it to be black. Okay. I'll give it a try. And so here's the thing. Coffee is the best thing you can put in your body on the day. Hands down, cup of black coffee, best thing for you. It's loaded with antioxidants and anti-inflammatories, and that's the key to prevention of a lot of health issues. And you want it to prevent stuff down the road, right? Right. Well, drinking black coffee is the trick. It's not a miracle drug or anything like that, but it's definitely one of the best, if not the best things that you can take in on a day for your health. Hey, Doc, you got a call. It's Dr. Guthrie from the ER. Okay, I'm coming. 
anyway, work on some of that stuff, and let's just meet back in, like, we'll say three months and just kind of see where we are. Okay, cool. So how many cups of coffee can I drink? What exactly does it prevent or help with? Uh, I'm sorry, man. I, I've I've got to go take this call, but do you listen to podcasts? Oh, yeah, do. Love podcasts. Okay, so listen to this fantastically, absolutely, hands-down, awesome podcast called Coffee 101. They have a series on coffee and health. It'll explain everything in detail. That podcast is clutch. If you want to know anything about coffee, it's the place to go. Okay, awesome. we Will do. Well, nice to meet you. Good. Nice to meet you too, Dr. Thomas. All right. Come on. I'll walk you out. Want to learn more about that black magic elixir we call coffee? Look no further. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee Co. Coffee 101 is your complete knowledge base for all things coffee. Listen to the show, and you'll be able to make phenomenal coffee at home. Know what in the world your local barista is talking about when he throws out big words like anaerobic or natural processed and troubleshoot basically any coffee dilemma that arises. Coffee 101, go ahead, pat yourself on the back. Your coffee game just leveled up. On the show today, we are continuing our conversation on coffee and health. So, Katie and I last time talked about all kinds of crazy things, the biggest thing being antioxidants and anti-inflammatories. We did indeed. And uh, it was a good talk. I was excited about it. Were you excited about it? So excited. What, I'm always were, excited about everything. You're a liar. Well, no. Yes, you are. You are not excited. Last Was it last episode you were yawning? Yeah, because it was like 8 o'clock in, at night, p.m. Okay. Past midnight. Wait, past past. It morning. Mean past something. Past morning. Okay, we'll call it past morning, but it definitely does not mean that. Okay, so we did. We talked about antioxidants. We talked about the microbiome or the gut. We talked about cancer, and we talked about liver health. The only thing that I would add that I totally forgot to say is that if you, with the gut specifically, uh, we didn't talk about reflux. So if you... Have a coffee. Like that, acid reflux? Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people have that. Yeah, I feel that. a lot of friends that have that. Yeah. That must be awful. Yeah. So if you have that and I'm instead so sorry. of, yeah, we're sorry. We apologize. And you have, um, you're used to drinking coffee with a lot of creamer in it. And you can get a cup of coffee that you can drink black. Then you're going to have lots less issues as far as, um, reflux goes there you go so that's a good thing perfect oh and before we like officially start oh yeah i I actually forgot this part so before we officially start uh today which is going to be talking about metabolism heart health mental health and the negative side effects of coffee and caffeine we have to do we have to do our um little disclaimer Oh, okay. Because it's a health thing. Okay. So, yes, as you learned on last episode, I am a physician. 
He is, indeed. And Katie's not yet. No, I'm yet. Well, I mean. I don't know about that. You may do that. You may not. It's okay. You do you. Thanks. That's a very um, Gen Z thing to say. (laughs) Yeah. You do you, babe. Um, And so because I am a physician and because we are talking about medical stuff, I have to say, don't like die or do something bad like that because you said you heard something on Coffee 101. Yeah, don't like be, you know, bleeding to death and be like, oh, just drink coffee. And, and then if it doesn't work, yeah. yeah, it's go to the hospital. Yeah, go to the hospital or go to your local physician. Um, do that kind of stuff. Don't say that you heard something on Coffee 101 yes. and that we are magic. We love you too much for you to be not smart. Dead. Yes. 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 Because we love our one on Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. Big hearts. So now that that is out of the way, let's just jump right into it. So let's talk about metabolism. I'm excited about the metabolism part. All right. Do you Please. know anything about the, if if there's anything, um, well, we're technically we're going to talk about metabolism and what I call longevity or like how long you live. So, um, you know anything about metabolism and coffee? Um, not metabolism and coffee. The only thing I could think of would be just because the stuff in your body is woken up. <laughs> it's, it's woken up. Yes, kind of. So, um, coffee does increase your metabolic rate. Yeah. Yeah. Which means, like, you're just going to, we'll say, burn more calories. Yeah. That's kind of a relatable way to say it, which is a good thing. Um, Layman's terms. Yeah. And here's here's something really cool is there was a recent study of about 208,000 men and women. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Okay. Here's the conclusion that it came to is those who drank coffee regularly were less likely, less likely to die prematurely than those who didn't drink coffee. Dang. So that's, the other way to say that is, there is a better chance that you will live longer. Like having cats. Uh, you got to bring the cats in again? Yeah. So yeah, Weird but true, seventh edition. Yeah, so so that you you have the chance of living longer if... You drink coffee, and I think that's a big thing. I mean, that, like, yeah. Why? Why is this not like you know common public knowledge? I also always heard that about sleeping on your back instead of like your side of your stomach, and I never slept on my back, and I was like, I'm gonna die. So then I started sleeping on my back. Yeah. Anyways, well, there you on. go. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff um, out there, but with coffee, this is the thing. Um, there's there's also some evidence that coffee can slow some of the metabolic processes that drive aging. Does that make sense? Slow the metabolic processes that drive aging. It's like, so like... Like it just doesn't go... Like you don't age fast. Oh. Like, does it help your skin at all? Y- yes. So like, 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 like that would be part of it. So like instead of somebody being like, ooh... She's 30, but she looks 45. Or they would say, ooh, she's 30, but she doesn't look a day over 20 years old. Huh. 
Does that make sense? Slay. Slay? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. I so, can't say these words in front of you. It's not good for you. You can say them. We, had a, we actually had a talk before the show today about uh He wants like me slay. to be loose with my Gen Z language. Yeah. Like, bet. And yeet. Oh, jeez. No, and yeet's okay. 2017. We don't use yeet anymore. Oh, it's like old? Yeah, it's like old news. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. So maybe that's that's the only reason I know about it is because finally it got okay. old enough. That, yeah, it finally got to you. Yeah, okay. So there were two studies in Annals of Internal Medicine in 2017. When you combine them, there was over 700,000 participants over 16 years. Again, lots of people, and it showed that coffee drinkers had a 18% lower risk of dying during the study period. And it was linear. Sorry, it was linear. Sorry. Yes, linear. Mm-hmm. Which means... More coffee, lower risk. risk. Okay. So it's like a chart. Yes. Like a line, linear. Um, And here's the cool thing is that that distribution was even across caffeinated coffee and decaf. So it's probably the antioxidants, anti-inflammatories. It's probably not the caffeine that makes that difference, which is kind of cool. Cool. All right, let's talk about heart health. I mean, I'm already convinced that I need to drink coffee for the rest of my life. So, woohoo! Woohoo! So I have, you have one, one over. I have one over. You just have to convince everyone have, else. Yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna do a little um, uh, public announcement here. PDA. Like, I won't. No, that's not PDA. That's personal PSA. display of affection. PSA. Yeah, PSA. I don't know what it is, but it's a public announcement. So we're doing a public announcement. And we want everybody who listens to Coffee 101 to go tell one person about Coffee 101. Because Challenge if, time. if they do that, then before you know it, everybody in the world listens to Coffee 101. I mean. And they realize how important coffee is to your health. Yes. And then, like, everybody lives longer, and it's great. And everybody's... Yes, we're all yeah. singing Kumbaya together by the fire. Yeah, it'd have to be a really big fire. Though. Yeah, a really yeah. big fire. Yeah, okay. Maybe Let's, we can burn all of our highly processed food and stand around it and sing Kumbaya. You think it would burn? That was a good question. Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I some know. of that stuff, like... Some of that I'm not going to name the, um, the fast food place, but... Their French fries are designed to, like, stay legit for, oh, like, gosh. days and days and That's days bad. already cooked. That's bad. Yeah. So, anyway, we won't go there. Um, heart health. Let's talk about heart health. So, there is no evidence that coffee consumption increases the risk of heart disease. It actually, like we said with the antioxidants, any, I forgot, any, I forgot I'm supposed to be saying any, any, antioxidants and anti-inflammatories it lowers inflammation and what we call endothelial dysfunction. What that is. That's a big is, word. It's like the lining on the inside of the vessels. Of your blood? Of your, yeah, your blood vessels. Um, that lets oxygen out? <coughs> no. Oxygen out. No, it has nothing to do with oxygen. So it's saying. Where did I get oxygen from? I don't know. Just listen did to you? me. Okay, never mind. Go listen, ahead. Go. Focus. Shoot. So. The the lining has less like mess up in this to it. Okay. 
because the an- antioxidants, anti-inflammatories help to make it all nice and clean. It's like yeah. a newly paved road. Nice. Versus a road with a lot of potholes in it. Nice. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh, moderate consumption of coffee does not increase heart arrhythmia risk, which is a good thing. Also, coffee does not relay any long-term effect on blood pressure. Uh, a lot of people, they, you know, worry about, um, they say, well, I have high blood pressure or it's going to give me high blood pressure, so I don't need to drink it. And that's not the case. Um, it just straight up does not have a long-term effect on blood pressure. There was a meta-analysis of about a little over 200,000 participants and it showed that you can actually lower the incidence of high blood pressure by about 1% per cup per day. So nice. not a lot, but, I mean, it's a pretty decent amount, Yeah, I think. So, okay, Framingham Heart Study. This is a huge, huge heart study uh, over time, and it showed that coffee reduces the risk per cup per day of coronary artery disease by 5%, heart failure by 7%, and stroke by 8%. Per cup per day. Per cup per day. So, like, let's take stroke as an example. If you drink three cups of black coffee per day, then it's saying that it would lower that risk by 24%. What if you drink, like... 12 of them, and then it lowers your risk by, what would that be? A bunch, a bunch percent. Yeah, but what if it gets to 100? What happens after that? Then you explode. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we will talk, and it'll be more in the next couple of episodes, so y'all have to listen to them. Oh, per cup per day. About what the optimal amount of coffee is that you should drink or can drink Okay, I was about to say. I thought I meant just forever, and I was like, I'm set. <laughs> You're set. I'm great. Yeah, no, per day. Okay, that makes more sense. Because, yep. like, you shouldn't drink that much anyway, so that's just, I did that once. It was a bad idea. So here's the thing with, um, you know, when you're looking at stroke and high blood pressure, and we talked about endothelial dysfunction a second ago, is coffee tends to keep blood vessels flexible, which is a good thing. This lowers the incidence of atherosclerosis, which is like what well, you know old people say, hardening of the arteries. I mean, wouldn't you just rather your blood vessels be flexible? Yes, that's I'm just what you imagining want. this in my body. No, it eventually like, happens. I mean, that's like yes. Yeah, so, Katie is waving her finger like a little worm in here. Yeah, I'd rather them be like worms <laughs> than little like sticks, just like trying to yeah. their best. To work and they just can't anyways drink coffee period yes and drink good coffee because if it's not good coffee then you probably won't be able to drink it black so those are all big things like i think that's a big deal that it keeps them flexible um and lowers your risk as far as atherosclerosis which is like hardening of the arteries calcification of the arteries you know stuff like that okay Let's talk about mental health. Yay. You ready? Yes. All right, so we're going to go all around on this, and I want to get your input, too, because, I mean, you know, and everybody out there out there knows that, like, coffee does get you, like, feeling all, like, happy. In know, a good way. 
in a good not way. Not like drugs. Right. Don't do drugs. No, this is not a show about drugs. This is a show about coffee. D D D. Don't do drugs. D D D. As opposed to PDA, personal display. <laughs> that of was a mistake. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, but you're right. There is something related. It's it is PSA. I don't know what it is, but PSA is public, public service announcement. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. what it was. It was a yeah, PSA. Yeah, no, I just I just got it mixed up. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Coffee enhances alertness, concentration, and mental and physical performance. Um, we've talked about this before in a couple of episodes, but it competes for the receptor sites for adenosine. So, adenosine triphosphate? No, just, just adenosine. Okay, sorry, I had to yes. be smart for a minute. Anyways. Yes. Um, so when the adenosine is low, then you have improved attention and alertness, and you're less sleepy. Caffeine also upregulates glutamine, dopamine, and serotonin. And for any of y'all out there who have at times or now are on um, like medicines for uh, depression or bipolar or any of that kind of stuff, you've heard of words like dopamine and serotonin uh, and you're trying to get those levels higher. Um, And caffeine does that. Um, So, again, we are not medically saying stop all of your medications and just drink a bunch of coffee. You know, it's something that you can talk to your physician about. But we are saying that coffee does help in that area. Um, It improves learning and retention by 10%. I can vouch for that. Yeah. Honestly, because like in class, if I'm super tired, I don't learn anything. Yeah. I don't, and I don't retain anything. But if I have like some sort of caffeine in my body, or I'm more awake, or if I've had more sleep or something, I definitely learn more. Yeah. Because like I get, you know, more alert. I get more into it. So, yeah. 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 I, I could definitely. Uh, vouch for that too uh i mean when i have good decent amount of caffeine in me like i am in the zone like i can i can crank some stuff out same it also protects against parkinson's disease wow what's that well that's one of those things that some people get um when they're older and it makes all of their we'll say their muscles and and everything just like move slower um you get like um um, you know, people say like shuffling gates, mm-hmm. like as, as far as like how they walk and you'll see sometimes what they call pill rolling, which mm-hmm. is like this little thing with their fingers. Um, you know, you'll see them do this. Uh, I'm like making these motions to Katie here in the studio. Um, you can imagine it like rolling a pill, rolling between a pill your between index your fingers and your thumb. Yeah, that's right. I've, um, people, I have seen people do that before. Yeah, so that would be related to Parkinson's. So coffee protects against Parkinson's. Um, coffee and chlorogenic acid, remember we said CGAs are part of roasted coffee, appear to protect against cognitive decline, which is like, you know, where you're not as sharp as you used to be, mm. and just Alzheimer's disease in general. So super cool stuff here, guys. Yeah. 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 I think this is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Coffee improves short-term memory. Nice. It improves task switching. Huh. So like multitasking. Okay. Now, not everybody's good at multitasking, but everybody thinks they're good at multitasking, which is a topic for another day. Interesting. But it does help you shift gears better. Faster. Yeah. That is one thing I can't do. Go from one thing to another yeah. smoothly. Yeah. I hear you. I'm with you. One study showed that repeated uh, intake of 75 milligrams of caffeine, which we'll say about is oh, a cup that's of coffee. that's not even bad. Milligrams. Every four hours led to a oh. sustained improvement in mood. Okay. So 75 times four So like if is, you have, a, like we'll say if you have a cup of coffee every four hours, then you're happier. Let's say that. 200, no. 340, no, 320 milligrams of coffee. I don't know what you're talking about. 75 milligrams times 75, four. 75 times four is going to be 300. 320. Straight up 300. Just 300? 75. See, 75 times four? 75 times two is, is 150. Right? What? Is it? Yes. I was doing 70 times 4 was no. 300 and, no, no 280. 200. Listen, just stop. <laughs> just stop right there. This oh, wait, is, it is 4. It is, wait, it is 300. 300, Because yes. if you do 70 times 4, that's 280, and then 5 times 4 is 20. So if you do 20 plus 300, <laughs> Or you could just do 75 times 4. Well. I mean, call me crazy. Well, but listen to me. So, what I'm saying is a cup of coffee every four hours leads to a sustained improvement in mood. Pretty cool, huh? Nice. Stick with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101. Hey, 101ers. Just wanted to say thank you. Coffee 101 is a joy for me and for Katie. Yeah. To produce. And uh, we love having all the guests on here, and we love all the feedback that we get from all of you out there. Yes, and, we love uh, reading the comments. We do. It's like and the best thing to read. Like probably the thing, somebody actually asked me this the other day. They said, what, like, what gets you the most excited about coffee? And to me, genuinely, I love teaching about coffee to the point that Somebody's like, you see like those, that, that little like aha moment go off like in their brain. I like learning the weird facts, like about how all caffeine ever comes from coffee. Yeah. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. Crazy stuff. It changed my life. Changed your life. And that's, that's kind of the fun stuff. And, you know, um, and, and I love seeing people like without any kind of prompting, just them saying, oh, like taking a sip and saying, oh, I could drink this black. Like I feel like we've won Like yeah. when we do that. Yeah. So thank you all again for just listening because we love the teaching part. And thank you for supporting Humble Coffee, which brings us this podcast. If you haven't had a chance, go get some Humble Coffee because it's pretty doggone good. You can go to HumbleCoffee.com or you can click on the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to our conversation on coffee and health. 
Okay, so researchers from Sweden, Finland, the UK, and Japan conducted a study that basically showed that caffeine seemed to upregulate some neuronal processes. So this is probably something that can help us understand how caffeine improves memory, especially in the elderly. Um, But they probably need some more studies on that um, to get a little better idea. Let's talk about Parkinson's a little more. Okay. So. I'm ready. We already know that caffeine acts as a adenosine receptor antagonist. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing because it results in release of excitatory transmitters, including dopamine. Nice. Several coffee compounds increase calcium signaling and dopamine release. And just in general, the antioxidant effect of CGAs or chlorogenic acids have been associated with neurogenesis, which is a good thing. Yes. Now let's talk about Alzheimer's. Inflammation plays a big role in the development of Alzheimer's. There's this fancy thing. It's called beta amyloid plaques and tall beta protein buildup, which are the hallmarks of Alzheimer's. What is that? So it's Mm -hmm. like these little plaques in this area, a specific area, um, like in the brain. Do we not want those? No, you don't want them. Okay. And so then, and so that's what is part of what we see with Alzheimer's. Um, Tall beta protein, I mean, tall protein buildup is caused by inflammation and increased adenosine uptake. And remember, caffeine decreases adenosine uptake and it prevents oh. inflammation. So it's combating so what against is Alzheimer's. adenosine uptake again? I don't know if you said this earlier. Yeah, so, so if you have a bunch of adenosine that binds to receptors, the adenosine receptors, then you get really tired. But okay. if, but if like caffeine, like ninja chops the adenosine and says you're not going to get on the receptor, then you stay more alert. Nice. So one interesting thing is a majority of type 2 diabetes patients go on to develop Alzheimer's, which is just kind of a little side fun fact for you. Coffee decreases the risk of developing diabetes by 11 to 33%. And this also helps with Alzheimer's prevention. So, I think all that stuff is cool. Yeah. I mean, seriously. We're just talking about, like, coffee. But... Yeah, it's... This whole podcast is just so, like, strange because you never know what all it does. Yeah. It's just a drink. It's like if we made a podcast about apple juice. Yeah, but apple juice is not near as cool as coffee. It's debatable. It, it's I'm not. kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. That was a joke. I mean, because like the majority of people drink coffee, but not a majority yeah. drink apple juice. But you're know. but you're right. I mean, it is a it really is a fascinating drink. Yeah. But we're about to shift gears to kind of the bummer part oh. of it. Oh no. Because we have to be fair. It's important though. Like you don't want people listening to this and being like, yes, and then drink like seven cups a day, and then I'm dying of heart problems yes so we have to go ahead and talk about the potential negatives for coffee because we have to be fair yeah okay so coffee 
theoretically can increase heartburn, but is not significant enough to justify advising patients with GERD against drinking coffee. And in my experience as a physician, um, but also as, um, you know, roaster and owner of a coffee company, anecdotally, I have seen more people significantly improve their reflux by transitioning to black coffee. Nice. So I think that's a good thing. Here's another thing. There are safe levels in pregnancy, but they're slightly less than the levels recommended for others. And we're going to talk about that a little more in the next episode. So if you're pregnant or thinking of becoming pregnant, then listen to that episode, or it may be the next one. Just so listen to the whole. Drinker. Yeah, listen to the whole coffee ser- coffee and health series. But um, do you remember last episode we talked about coffee lipids or coffee fats? Cafe Stall um, and Cowayol. I probably remember the words. Okay. Cafe Stall. So those are, we said that was like the sheen on top of coffee. Oh, if yeah, you yeah, use yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a metal filter. Yeah. Um, those can increase cholesterol and homocysteine levels, which is not good. Um, but, I mean, it's it doesn't increase them a lot, but technically yeah. it does increase them. So I think it's fair for us to say that. Gotcha. Okay. Now, if you're an anxious person, caffeine <laughs> caffeine can make things worse. Yeah. It, yeah. You can have dependence. Yeah. People get caffeine headaches when they get withdrawals. Right. So, that's not good. Um, you can temporarily have a higher blood pressure from coffee. But now, yeah. if you remember us talking about the flexible veins versus yes. the hard veins? Yes. Um, it's not as big a deal with the flexible veins. Like, you can have that higher blood pressure and not be really much of an issue. Yeah. Um, that's different. Um, you can get what we call the jitters. And another way to put <laughs> I that. always do. Yeah. Another way to put that is reduced control of fine motor movements. Yeah, I can't, like, well, it's mainly right when I drink it, and it's just, like, the good parts of the caffeine, it's fine, but then, like, after it kind of starts going away, especially if it's a lot at once, I get really anxious, and, like, my hands always shake, and I can't write very well. But But you also feel like you can conquer the world. Yes. With your shaking hands. Yes. You're like, woo! This is great. Yeah. What was really bad, though, going off topic, kind of. Go for it. I, um, one time I had, like, a big cup of coffee in the morning, and then as soon as we got to school, we had to write a five-paragraph essay. Yeah. And so, I, like, my whole time, the hands, my hands were shaking. We had to do this in, like, 50 minutes, like, plan it out, write it, everything. Like, got the topic when we got in class. It was bad. But, um, my hands were shaking the whole entire time, and I could not write my paper, Mm. It was bad. Sounds like But it. I think I ended up getting a pretty good grade on it. Either that or it was like a bad grade. I don't know. I mean, because it would be one of those things, either a good bad or grade or a bad grade. Yeah, it was like there were, it was I weird. Bet you, I bet you you nailed it. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Listen, so coffee makes you pee more. I know, right? So, like, to me, it's totally worth it because I'm like, ah, a cup of coffee and I have to go to the bathroom twice as much for that little time that it's in my body or 
not a cup of coffee? I'm like, totally worth it. Yeah. So. Like, and it's a lot, too. Not yeah. to be gross, well, but we're just being honest here. Well, and so it so the so caffeinated coffee, it is what we call a diuretic. So it yeah. it can dry you out a little bit, and that that's why you go more if that makes sense. I've seen like TikToks about that, and it'll be like just enjoying my morning cup of coffee, and then they'll like run to the bathroom. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, caffeine and coffee theoretically could interfere with oral contraceptives or postmenopausal hormones. And I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, but I honestly don't know um, a lot of details about that, but it is something that's out there. Um, and so I think it's probably worth mentioning. And then you can get like period. Periodontis. Periodontitis. Periodontitis. Hold on, that can't. That's a Google Translate. That can't be like how Maybe you say word. that. Per, periodontitis. Something like that, like irritation in like the mouth and related to the teeth. So I've actually never seen it or had it. Periodontitis um, is that it? That might be it. I don't know. Something I feel like, like I've that. heard that word. Yeah, something like that. The dentists so, don't need to come at us. Yeah, I mean, actually, well, I was you do, say, so any, we actually know how to do it. Any dentists out there, yeah, y'all, tell can, us, actually. y'all can tell us how to pronounce that and how to actually spell it. Um, uh, one final thing here is that, um, you know, California has uh, all these different, like, we'll say interesting, um, you know, laws and things where you have to put warnings on, things like that. It does technically have what's called acrylamide in it, but I don't want people to um, immediately turn the podcast off right now and say that coffee's bad because, hands down, coffee is good. In moderation. Right, and we're going to talk about what that actually means. But, but so for coffee to have harmful baseline levels of acrylamide, do you know how many cups of coffee that you would have to drink per day? To what? To get to harmful levels of acrylamide in coffee. What's acrylamide? It's this thing that California and other people say is is bad, but it is a naturally occurring thing mm. in Six products. Six cups. Okay. And I, so 101ers out there, I want you to guess... And uh, think about a number. How many do you think if you took this much, this many cups of coffee, like, what would it, you know, how how many would be bad as far as acrylamide goes? So we're going to let you think on that, and we're going to try to do the um, do-do-do music here. You ready? Oh, gosh. This can't be planned. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
you're probably good. So I'm saying y'all don't freak out about stuff like that. But this is where podcasts like this, I think, are great as far as like like where the rubber meets the road, like what is a real thing to worry about and what's not. So that is not one of those things. Okay, that's all we have for you today on Coffee 101, brought to you by... Humble. Coffee. Co. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. And uh, if you haven't already, follow the podcast so that every Wednesday morning you yes. will get this little gift when you wake up. Uh, and you'll have nice this fun present. episode to listen to. And... Make sure and tell a friend and give us a rating and follow us on Instagram. Everything. You can follow us on Twitter. Facebook, too. We do have Twitter. But, but we don't use it. We're, yeah, we're kind of phasing it out. Um, um, don't, don't, don't follow the Twitter. Follow yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I mean, you could follow Twitter, but we're if just not going to do it. We're going to, we just did like, we do Facebook and Instagram and we're yeah. probably going to do TikTok at some point. We just got to figure yeah. out. And this is another thing y'all could tell us is like, like what actually... As far as like coffee stuff that would what be entertaining, could we do on Instagram slash TikTok? Would you want to see? Right. Yeah. Please let us know because like, we don't know. Yeah, this is kind of a tangent, but seriously, we we really would like to like right now. I would say like our content on social medias is not like super super like great. Partly because we don't pay a lot of attention to it. And so, I mean, y'all tell us, like, what would be, like, super interesting to see on social media? What would, for Humble Coffee, um, you know, what would be viral, you know, whatever? Um, and what would fit our brand, you know? As, as these episodes right here are showing and we're talking about, we love the health aspect of coffee. And it just so turns out that, the better the coffee, the better it is for your health. And so those two things go hand in hand. And um, that's really all I got today. So thank you all for listening to Coffee 101. And we will catch, catch you, you later. next time. Love you all. Love you. Bye. <laughs>